A good near Shabbos to our friends and members of the Westmount Shul. This Shabbos is Shabbos Bereshis, and it's a most unusual Shabbos, as we all know. We've all been following the events over the last six days. And many of us are very concerned that many people around the Muslim world on Friday are calling for a day of resistance. And I'd like to discuss how we should react to this. And many of us uh, may feel frightened, but we have to realize that Hashem always brings the refuah before the makkah. He brings the, the, the recovery before the sickness. And you'll see what I mean. This is not the first time that we have been frightened. We must realize there's a reason why the terrorists are sending videos of the despicable things that they are doing, almost as if they are incriminating themselves. You could say they just don't care. They're foolish, but they're very clever. They're very clever. They want us all to see those videos. They want us all to be afraid. That's what they're doing, to strike fear in our hearts. And although what they have done is true, no question about it, but you have to realize the circumstances in which that happened. Now, I don't want to compare the two at all in nature, but the result turned out to be the same. Three years ago, when we were not sure about the COVID uh, uh issues and how dangerous things were and we were forced to close down shuls as our gedolim told us to i don't want to get into the politics of it but one thing was for sure there was a lot of fear justified or not i'm not going into it but because of that fear many people did not come to shul many were brave and they did come to shul the terrorists want us all to be afraid. They want the Israelis to be afraid. They want Jews around the world to be afraid that maybe one day the terrorists are just going to come in the middle of the night to Toronto and Thornhill and to New York and Boston and everywhere around the world and stabbing us and killing us. They want us to have that fear. You see, the Israelis do not have that fear. So the question is, how are we supposed to react? Let me backtrack. I've mentioned this a few times in different discussions, but not in this venue. I will do it quickly. We are told this year, Rosh Hashanah came out on a Shabbos. And the Orach Laner, the Kliyokar tells us, and he looked historically, that whenever Rosh Hashanah comes out on a Shabbos and we do not blow the shofar, Either we will have a terrible, terrible year or it'll be a fantastic year. He brings a number of proofs. The two years that the two Batei Mikdashas were destroyed, Rosh Hashanah was on a Shabbos and we did not have the merit of blowing the shofar. In years where the where Shabbos, uh, there are other years when Shabbos was, Rosh Hashanah was on Shabbos, there were good years. We were able to enter Eretz Yisrael and conquer the land. All kinds of good, very good, or very bad things. We were forgiven for the sin of the golden calf in a year in which Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos. And we were able to 
to uh, build the Mishkan and be forgiven. That's the way it goes. Very good or very bad. 9-11, the Shabbos before 9-11 was Rosh Hashanah, not such a good year. So the question is why? And the Klayakar explains with a beautiful mushal. A mushal of a king who had many ministers and one minister was a very loyal minister but did a foolish thing that to rebel against the king. And when the king found it out, he gave orders to execute the man. But the minister in general was a good guy. And this time he made a mistake. So many other ministers have, you know, have mercy on him, have mercy on him. The king says, no, I'm not going to have mercy on him. I'm going to kill him. That's it. So ministers had an idea. They figured, you know, let's send the minister's wife to plead for his life. She'll cry. It'll, you know, evoke mercy from the king. So that's what happened. She comes to the king and says, I know he did this, but if you kill him, you're punishing me. I'll be a widow and my children will be orphans and this and that. She's crying and crying. So the king says, okay, okay, I'll let him go. For your sake, I'll let him go. A number of months later, another, a separate minister, did a similar terrible thing to the king. And the king again wanted to kill him. And the ministers again wanted to save him. And the king wanted to kill him. So they bring the wife of this minister to the king, hoping they'll get the same result. And the wife comes, and the king sees her, and says, excuse me, why do you have a black eye? Oh, I don't know. I, I bumped into something. And I see your arm is it's a gash in your arm. And he looks that she looks to be like have been beaten up. He says, well, how did this happen? She didn't want to say, but the king forced it out of her and says, well, regrettably, my husband beats me often. The king said, if that's the case, no mercy. And he kills her. Explains the Klayoker the following. Every day of the week, this Parsha, we know seven days of the week, every day has its partner. Every day has its Shidduch. Sunday has Wednesday, Monday has Thursday, Tuesday has Friday. Shabbos had no partner. It was so sad. There's nothing for it to interact with. Hashem said, don't worry. When I will give the Torah at Sinai and command the Jews to keep the Shabbos, they will be your partner. And so it is. Shabbos is our wife and we are the Chassan. It was all determined this week when Hashem says, that sixth day that leads into the Shabbos. If we accept the Torah, which includes the Shabbos, then the world deserves to continue. We are the Chosen and Shabbos is the bride. This Rosh Hashanah, Hashem had to judge us. And normally we have the chauffeur and the chauffeur defends us. And it usually works. It's able to evoke all, all the past uh, merits of the Jewish people. But this year, Rosh Hashanah was on a shower, so we can't blow the shofar. So there's no nothing to intercede on our behalf. But as the mushal says, but yet our wife can intercede for us. And our wife is the Shabbos. And with Rosh Hashanah coming out on a Shabbos, Hashem is willing to hear what does the Shabbos have to say? What kind of husband were we for the Shabbos? So if we were good husbands to the Shabbos and we keep Shabbos in the most beautiful way, 
Hashem says, how can I punish the Jewish people? What's going to be with the Shabbos? It's going to be a, a widow. But if Chas Vashon, the Shabbos is beaten up and has black eyes, then Hashem says, there's no reason to save you. So it depends on the years. The years where Shabbos is kept amazingly, even if we've done Averos, the Shabbos will be able to defend us. But if Chas Vashon, we don't have the shofar. And even the Shabbos gets beaten up by us. It's not going to be a good year. And as we said this week, in Thornhill, it does not appear to be such a good year so far. Nebuch, Nebuch, with an automobile accident, killing a young girl just a few days after Yom Kippur. Total accident. Another girl in, in Toronto committing suicide and other situations like that. But that was just local. But obviously now what we have seen by these terrible terrorists, it is for sure one of the worst years in Jewish history, as we all know. This is the first time in 75, 80 years that so many Jews were killed in one day since the Holocaust. It cannot be a coincidence that the thousand plus people who died for no reason were all murdered on Shabbos, on Shabbos morning. It is clear that Hashem is trying to send us a message. Many of us are keeping the Shabbos. Many of us Maybe not as much well as we could. There are certain Jews who don't keep it at all. And I know you could say many Jews don't know about it. They don't appreciate the Shabbos. It's true, but still, if you're not taking care of your wife, Shabbos can't come and help you. These people needed Shabbos to help them. Now, I leave it I leave it for the people in Israel to make their own cheshbonos. I'm not here to be a prophet and say why these people died. And, you know, we can discuss the, just the unfortunate state that so many Israelis just never, it's not their fault. They don't appreciate and know what the Shabbos is. No one's blaming them. They were raised by parents and maybe grandparents who don't think Shabbos is anything special. And it's so sad that they that they have a, a, a music festival on Shabbos and address game the Shabbos, and they think they're good Jews, and I'm not blaming them, I'm not criticizing them. But when they're slaughtered in the worst way on Shabbos, we have to think, is it a coincidence? Or is it a wake-up call for each and every one of us? It's very interesting. I saw the following, and this was uh, put out on October 4th, Rav Yitzchak Silberstein, who is the, the Rav of, uh, of uh, Ramat Al-Hanan, he was pained by the Chilul Shabbos in Ramat Gan, prompting him to launch the party Ramat Gan Be'amuna. And the... Uh, the launch was to get all his students in Cholon to be able to reach out to many Jews 
And he stressed so much in the last few months during his drushes, shiurim, and sichas about the kiddush of Shabbos and the terrible punishment of those who are machal Shabbos or lend a hand to Chilil Shabbos by not acting against them. And more recently, the Rav often asks for the psalm, Ki Eshmera Shabbat Kel Yishmereni to be played at Simchas. If I keep the Shabbos, the Shabbos will protect me. And Rav Zilberstein often says that we're obligated to act for the Kedusha of Shabbos, but we also have to strengthen in Shmira Shabbos and learn its halachas. Because as it's known, whoever doesn't learn the laws of Shabbos is liable to make mistakes, like the Mishaburu writes in his introduction to the laws of Shabbos. And this again was written on October 4th. Um, and Rev Silverstein made a rare promise to those who take it upon themselves to regularly study Hilcha Shabbos, which was transcribed in a booklet of his Torah teachings. And Rev Silverstein repeated the promise to his family members and Talmudim saying that people who need Yeshua's, who need salvations, are constantly turning to him. Those who need a Yeshua in health, others to get married, to have children, and others having problems with their children. And the Rav says the answer to everything is Shabbos. And then he quoted what I just wrote, wrote to you. But I'm sorry, it was not the clear, the Orach Lanair, when the chauffeur's not blown. But it's all dependent. The Shabbos itself has to be celebrated properly. And then Rav Silverstein, this is before for Yom Kippur, made a rare promise. Whoever undertakes to study two halachas every Shabbos with his family members, no matter which safer he chooses, as long as it's on halachas related to Shabbos, and also undertakes to observe these halachas, he said, I promise him he'll have a good year, a year full of Yeshua's in Ruchnius and Gashmius, a year that Hashem will fulfill all the wishes of his heart for the good. So this was all before Yom Kippur. And this week, as we're now beginning to analyze what's happened. So on Monday, it was reported by his grandson that there were two yeshuvim in the Gaza border where the residents were largely spared from harm by Hamas terrorists. Kibbutz Sa'ad and Kibbutz Alumim. And the only two yeshuvim in the area that are Shomer Shabbos. Kibbutz Sa'ad is right next to Kfar Aza, where a massacre occurred. And, and additionally, uh, the Frum residence of a Moshav Yachini, which is near Stero. Now, here is the issues. The issue was like this. The uh, the people there requested in the past to close the main gate of the Moshav to traffic on Shabbos. And the main gate of the Moshav was never closed. But following an abate on the matter, the non-from residents of the Moshav agreed. And according to reports, the Hamas terrorists came to the Moshav when they saw that the gate was locked they continued to other areas to carry out their murderous spree. 
So we see that two kibbutzim that were largely Shomer Shabbos were very much spared, kibbutzad and kibbutz alumim, and the other kibbutz that decided to keep the Shabbos changed their policy. Moshav Yachini, they locked the gates and terrorists went away. And when Reb Silverson heard these reports, he said, we have to publicize this. And he, he said he said on Sunday after Davening, he, he, he couldn't sleep all night because he saw the people he had a Daven for. He said, people come to us in the middle of the night devastated on the point of emotional collapse. But he said, Baruch Hashem, at least these Moshavim, Mamish, they Mamish saved their lives. Ki Eshmerah Shabbos Kel Yishmerini. This is not a Hasidic Shemaisa. This is Mamish happened this week and this Shabbos. So Raboisai, let us think for a moment. We're saying, what can we do for Israel? Yes, we're doing great things. We're sending money and the shuls, Baruch Hashem, sending money to, to special funds. And Baruch Hashem, we have collected funds to buy three heart monitors already. Baruch Hashem. And of course, we should daven. But we got to understand that it all is riding on Shabbos. And Baruch Hashem, our shul is very good in Shabbos. But everything can be improved on. Certainly. As good as things, things can even be better. Ah, but here comes the hand of Hashem. Okay, I'll come to Shul on Shabbos. Oh, but then you hear, oh, 70% chance of rain on Shabbos. Oh, might mess up my hair. Could get my clothes wet. Got to be careful. But no, that's not enough. Now you have a day of resistance. Oi, give out. Now I got to really be careful because you got to take care of yourself. Rabbi Isai, every soldier has to stay at his post. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis are putting their lives, mamish, not hypothetically in danger, mamish, in harm's way to protect the Jewish people. And what are we doing here? What are you doing? Just keeping up with the news? Ooh, that makes a lot of protection in Shemayim. We're up to date on the news. Up to date on the news for what purpose? For what purpose? I'll tell you what purpose. That you should see they're trying to strike fear in your hearts. And you're going to say, I'm not going to be afraid. Ki Shabbos, kel do we believe it or not? And we know that Kal Yisrael is one unit and whatever we do here affects them there. Whatever they do there affects us here. The Shabbos bride is not sure how, how the Chassan's treating her. Some parts of the Chassan treat her well. Other parts, parts just totally disagree and ignore we're not blaming anybody. These are realities. Imagine a husband and wife, and the husband just doesn't know. He doesn't have a clue that, you know, communicating with his wife is important. He doesn't know. Guess what? The wife's still going to divorce and walk out on him. Even if he's a nice guy. You don't want the Shabbos to walk out on us, but it looks like it has. 
and therefore you want to help, show that you're brave. Show that rain is not going to stop me. And a day of resistance where, yeah, some, some people go call you names and you get depressed to write things or pulling out knives when it's not even true. We had it like COVID. Once, you know what they say, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Okay, the first time I got to understand, we never had COVID before. It shouldn't that. Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Even at the end of the day, we said it really didn't make a difference. But okay, we're not. That's what it is. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, maybe, 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 maybe. We had the York Region Police came to me yesterday. And said, just want you to know, we're on top of things. We got cruisers all around. We're watching. We have your back. The mayor is committed to taking care of us. Yeah, you'll find a little bit of graffiti here, graffiti there. They have our back. And although I don't feel we need it, but we're going to have a couple um, security guards Friday night that are going to be in front of the shul, two entrances, and will walk us home to really get the message that we care about the Shabbos. Everyone has a different level of observance of Shabbos, but after this Shabbos, it has to be improved by all of us. Why? Because we don't want more people to die. It's as simple as that. It could still be a great year, a great year. We can rebound and great things can happen. Maybe Hamas will get totally wiped out. I don't know. There's much more to say, but it's not for an Arab Shabbos drush. You'll have to come for Shalashudas to hear that. Those of us who still find it challenging and, and, and are coming to shul by car, listen, it's not me to judge your situation. But as I said, try to minimize the desecration of the Shabbos. Don't listen to the radio. Don't bring your cell phone with you. There's things you can minimize. Those of us who, who are able to keep the Shabbos, but don't spend too much time sleeping over the whole Shabbos. Try to be awake and appreciate the joy of Shabbos. And those of us who are even doing, are, are trying hard, put in a little more effort. Mincha's at 619. There's no nothing wrong we're coming at 6 o'clock. Nothing wrong 6 o'clock singing Shira Shirim. Nothing wrong with us ending Shabbos a bit later. There's so much we can do. And more than that, encourage others. Encourage others to keep the Shabbos a little bit. You all have secular friends and you can tell them, try to make your Shabbos a little better. We are responsible for this. We want this terrible situation to end in a good way. It will not end in a good way if we don't do things to improve our behavior because we know all, all sufferings that come to the Jewish people is because it's meant for us to make certain improvements. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand what's at least one of the problems. There could be more problems. Problems of unity. There's all kinds of problems. I'm not denying. But this one is staring you right in the face. And the Yeshua's were right in the face. 
Don't be afraid. Shabbos gives you courage. Shabbos, when we keep Shabbos, we're saying there's one Almighty who's in charge of everything. That's our emuna. And emuna with Hashem is the greatest protection. And if you really mean it and you really have emuna, then you will keep the Shabbos properly. And those and those who live so close, but still it's a little easier to drive, but you really can walk. It's only five or seven minutes. Why don't you try walking just so the Shabbos can testify for us? If anybody feels after drive, I'm giving you an open invitation. You can come to my house and sleep over for Shabbos. Once in your life. We can do this. It's 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 wartime. Wartime, you have to do things a little bit uncomfortable. If you're an Israeli young man, you know what it is. Uncomfortable. Flying from Toronto to be to be to fight for, for the Jews. That's kind of uncomfortable. I was speaking to Reeve Sermon this morning. And he, uh, I said, what, what happened with your daughter and your son, son-in-law, the newly married son-in-law? He said, well, he's, he went back, he took a flight back to Eretz Yisrael. He's going, he's going to be fighting. And therefore, I would ask all of you to please, when you're dawdling and saying Tehillim, please say Tehillim, for Tzvi Eliezer ben Batya. That's the sermon's son-in-law. Tzvi Eliezer ben Batya. Pray for him. And not only that, he's going to probably be somewhere on the front lines on this Shabbos. And he needs protection. Who's going to protect him? Certain Jews who get out of their comfort zone and Mamash battle the Yitzhahara. And keep Shabbos in a better way. That's going to mamish be a Melis Yosher, a divine intercessor in Shemayim. Because the bullets go in all kinds of directions and Hashem directs the bullets. This is what we can do and what we should do to be brave and not to leave our posts. And I know it's hard, but it's not anything as hard as what the soldiers have to do. Do not be intimidated. Do not say, well, that's the way I am. It's not going to change. Well, you know, if you feel that way, I guess that's the way it's going to be with the, uh, with the, with the Palestinians. It's never going to change. But we want it to change. How is it going to change? Only Hashem can change it. And Hashem will change it when he hears the Shabbos testifying for us. Let me close with another similar story. It's about a hero about Shabbos. I said this story many, many, many years ago, but it came to my mind. A fellow by the name of Sam Zeitlin was born in Brooklyn around 1945 to a non-religious home. His father passed away when he was five and his mother was often ill. And faced with these difficulties, young Sam always pushed himself to succeed. In 1965, he joined the New York State cycling team and became an instant sensation. Within a short period of time, he won championships in the United States, Canada, Europe, and Central America. And as a cycling star, he became a target of anti-Semitism, some open and some hidden. 
Though Sam was not religious at the time, he was proud of his Jewishness and the hatred he was being subjected to was difficult to tolerate. It had been expected that he would join the U.S. cycling team for the next Olympics, where Sam now decided if he was going to participate in the Olympics, he would do so as a member of the Jewish team. And there were many times when he was younger that other cars, when they'd see him as a Jew, they would try to ram him and say just, you know, dirty Jew, etc. Anyway, let's continue. He flew to Israel and joined the Israeli cycling team. He participated in the Maccabee Games and was predicted that he would win a gold medal at the Olympics. One evening after a hard day of training, Sam decided to visit the Kotel for the first time in his life. And he would very soon meet a rabbi who introduced him to Rav Noach Weinberg, Zichron Levracha, the founder of Eshetor. And before long, Sam was keeping all the mitzvahs and experiencing a joy of life that he never felt before. He was still cycling and looked forward to participating in the Olympic Games that were fast approaching. And as he would be at very Shabbos homes, the song that really appealed to him the most was Ki Eshmer Shabbos Kel Yishmerani. If I keep the Shabbos, the Shabbos keeps me. And the Olympic Games were very soon. The Israeli Sports Federation announced that the cyclists' Olympic trials would be held on Shabbos. And Sam informed the committee that he would participate at any day but Shabbos. But again, they were wholly unsympathetic, saying the date was fixed and could not be changed, knowing full well that he was the only Israeli cyclist who had a possibility of winning an Olympic medal. And he he, he, he kept saying, listen, you're not going to win anything. I'm the pro. I'm teaching everybody else. They didn't care. He was devastated. He spent hundreds of lonely hours training. And I was denied the opportunity to compete in the Olympics for his Jewish team because, and he couldn't, because the Jewish team not keeping Shabbos. You come to Israel to not keep Shabbos? He did not have to think the matter over. He was grateful that Hashem had led him to people who made him realize that keeping Shabbos was far more important than his cycling career. And he did not participate in the Olympic trials. And as a result, Israel did not send a cycling team to the Olympics. The year was 1972 at the Olympic Games in Munich, Germany. And I remember that as a young child, watching the coverage. The Arab terrorists abducted the Israeli Olympic team from their lodgings in the Olympic village and murdered all of them. Hashem Yikom Doman. And when Sam heard the news that that's what happened, Sam realized. He said, I gave up my Olympic dream for the Shabbos and the Shabbos saved my life. Ki Eshmer Shabbos Kel Yishmareni. Rabbi Sai, this is not, you know, uh, this is not a, a, a cute thing. 
It says, Mamish, we should all sing, and you can Google Ki Eshmera Shabbat. There's a Sephardic way of singing it, an Ashkenazic way of singing it. This Shabbos, not everybody sings Miros. We should sing it. And please, someone remind me in Shul when we have the Kiddush, remind me we should sing this song. We should all sing this song and live up to it. Let us not fool ourselves. We know that the Israeli government and the Tzal, they risk their lives and they deserve all our admiration. But we also realize that Hashem's the one who helps them. And when we see that all of a sudden, somehow they got tricked and outmaneuvered and for five hours couldn't protect their own people, we know we need Hashem's help. And we know, God, God forbid, things can get worse. Don't think not. We have no idea what is being planned. But Hashem is ready to help us. But he's got to first ask the wife, should I help them? And if he sees that the wife has more black eyes, what's Hashem going to do? This is in our control more than the Tzahal. We always said that we'll always protect you. We'll always have your back. Well, look what happened here. And no matter what they're trying, they can't guarantee it. They're, they're trying and they deserve all our praise and all to fill us. And the Hashem is the one who will decide. And when they send rockets and we're able to knock them all out, how do you know we're going to succeed in every one? How do we know Kastashom, one of the rockets, is going to land right in Tel Aviv? And then all of a sudden, tens of thousands will die. We have guarantees? Are you so sure that we have guarantees? There's only one way to win the war. A combination of Israeli courage and keeping Hashem's Torah. We don't have Israeli courage. But we got to show some Thornhill courage, some Chutzlar's courage to come to Shul, especially this Shabbos, everybody. Because this is our defining moment. Hashem should, Hashem should protect us all. We don't want to look back at this time and say, you know, I could have done something. Now we're doing a lot of things, but I'm telling you, if we're not going to upgrade the Shabbos, Chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom. It's in our hands. Let's all come to shul. Let's all come early to shul. Let's all give the respect that we always give respect to the shul. And we'll all come and celebrate a kiddush and sing smiros and really show Hashem how much the Shabbos is special to us to start learning more of halachas of Shabbos. And we'll see that Hashem will indeed because we keep the Shabbos, Hashem will protect us. Hashem will destroy our enemies. And if we all, you know, the Gemara says, if we all would just keep two Shabboses, Mashiach would come. Isn't that what Hashem is telling us? I want to bring the Mashiach. You've suffered enough. I don't want you to suffer anymore. Please, please, I can't bring the Mashiach unless you're going to help, unless your wife can testify that you love her. So Hashem should bless us that we have the courage and the fortitude to be able to upgrade our Shabbos. And Amir Tzashem, the Mashiach, will come. Bimheru Yameinu Amein. Thank you all for listening.